Hello and welcome into the Recruiting Blitz podcast. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska. I'm joined once again by digital content extraordinaire and staff writer Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you, man? Doing excellent, Greg. How was your time in Texas? <laughs> the, the time in Texas was good. Um, as people always joke about, I'm going to give a weather report. It was great. Um, I was in short, so that was good. But then also I was down there for the uh, Under Armour camp, um, and in part because Matt Rule and his staff, as we've talked about on this, we've had Nick Harris on, um, our Texas uh, national guy as well. Like Texas is such a big deal for Nebraska's recruiting right now. Um, I had the uh, opportunity, as you guys saw on this YouTube channel, uh, to speak with Jeremiah Charles um, and Ishmael Smith-Flores, two Husker signed knees that are on their way from Arlington Martin High School. That video is right here on this page. Um, and I got to see there had to have been 15 to 20 different offered uh, offered guys that have offers from Nebraska um, at that camp. And then you just look around and then, oh, yeah, here's a borderline five star quarterback and DJ Lagway who's committed to Florida or here's, you know, I thought it was so funny and I'll embarrass myself on this. I thought so I'm at this camp. I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at the quarterbacks. I know Lagway is there, but maybe we'll see if there's some under the radar quarterbacks. Right. And I go and I'm, I'm watching this kid, man, and he's just spinning it like he's slinging the thing. He's slinging that ball all over the place. And I'm like, man, who is this kid? So I, find, I get his number. I look him up. Up on, on my phone, find his rival profile, and he's actually already committed to Texas Tech. And that actually, the connection between Texas Tech and Nebraska kept coming up while I was down there. Um, the Texas Tech publisher was down there too, and so I got to connect with him. And it was really interesting to see the parallels between what that staff, who obviously there's some overlap there with, with McGuire and everything, and what's being built here in Nebraska with, with their staff under Matt Rule. Like there were a lot of really interesting things that come from it. We have a ton of content about that uh, up on Inside Nebraska as well. It was a very productive trip. Yeah, it was good. You got a lot of good interviews and insight going down there. And that's always cool to interact with the Texas people because the passion for football is strong like <laughs> it is in Nebraska. But- it's different. It's as of this video coming out, it's March 20th, Monday. Spring football is finally here. So we got some spring football recruiting questions, Greg. Um, They're going to bring in some recruits to see spring practice. And I think that's a good way to lead this off and ask you, why is it important that Matt Rule gets these recruits out to see the practices, not just the facilities and all the glitz and glamour, but actually what they're doing on the field? Yeah, you know, that's I think that's a really good way to start it off, because as we know, and we'll talk about here later in the pod, Nebraska's got a huge junior day coming up uh, next Saturday, the, the 25th, and it'll kind of start on Thursday um, on how guys are trickling in. But before we get to that, they'll also have guys coming in uh, for the very first practice, uh, March uh, 20th on Monday. We record this on Sunday, so it threw me off. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, today, when you guys are seeing this. And so the reason, though, that it's so important is because everything is new right you want guys to be able to see hey we've been talking to coach matt rule and this staff for for a while here since they've been on the job but now we get to kind of see how they interact and how they coach and every kid that i've talked to kind of ahead of their visit has emphasized how they just want to meet these guys in person and see how they coach but then matt rule i think had a really good quote that illustrates perfectly what it is that he wants people to wants recruits to get out of this and he said this last week quote 
I want to make sure the guys, the guys that we take, whether we take 10, 15, 20, or 25 this year, that we take the right guys for the right reasons that want to be here. To me, when you're really transparent, I just want people to come out and watch us practice. I don't know how you could commit to play for me without watching me at a mat drill or at a practice because I am who I am. I'm not changing on the field for anybody. Terrence Knighton isn't changing for anybody. I want people to see, see it because people will, some people will love it. Some people will be like, wow, they're going to maximize me. And some people will just want a different vibe. So I want them to see it and know it. Hopefully we have a really good recruiting class. Hopefully it, it all goes well this year, goes through the spring. And I think people will be smart to come watch us practice and figure out if this is the right place for them. And I think that that's really, I think that that's great. And it's, it tells you though, that it, a couple of things. One, I do like that they're not just searching for anybody, right? Like it has to, the guys have to meet a certain profile and it's the same way that they kind of built Baylor up, the same way they built Temple. You're looking for specific types of guys and players um, that fit in their system. And I think, I think that's a good thing that not everybody will fit, right? I think that you have to, that to me goes to Nebraska starting to actually have a brand on the field and have an identity of what they're looking for, which I think is one of the things that it's hard to quantify and measure, but it's hugely important for Nebraska to get back to. When you turn on the TV and see Nebraska play, you should know what you're going to get and not kind of the mismatch, mismatch of the stuff that you've seen over the last handful of years. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that they they know what they want to do and they're going to establish an identity and they're going to recruit to that identity. So with that being said, this 2024 cycle is now it's Matt Rule's baby. The last mm -hmm. recruiting cycle, he took some of the guys that were committed to Frost and Mickey Joseph, and he got some good players through there that I think are going to fit in nicely. But this next class is entirely his. So with, with that, and he's got to focus on the players that fit his system. So what should his and the program's recruiting goals be in the spring, sort of laying that blueprint for this class? Yeah, I think the first and foremost, and this is it's always important, but it's even more important in his first true recruiting class is they've got to get as many guys as possible on campus. Right. And I think that that's twofold. It's one where we were just talking about about guys being able to see how they coach and interact with them in person, which is which is important. But the other thing is this. Think about as, as we started to think about all the visitors that are projected to come in or that are scheduled to come in. It's a lot of guys that are coming to Nebraska for the first time. So the other side of that coin is you want them to just get exposed to what it's like here. I feel like we talk about it all the time, when, we, especially during the season when we're talking about um, game day visits, where guys are just blown away by what's actually here versus what their perception was. Um, and it came up again. It's funny, I tie it back to Texas. It came up when I was down there. I was just kind of talking you know, off camera to Jeremiah and Ishmael about their kind of expectations of what Nebraska was coming in. And then when they came up for their official visits or came up for those first times, and they were like, yeah, I just thought it was dirt and cornfields. Like, I know that people get mad about that. I get it. I understand. We know that that's not true, but these guys do not know that when guys are coming from around the country, like they just don't, don't have a clue when it, when Willis McGahee, for example, was coming on Monday today, when you see this, like when he, like his um, kind of idea of Nebraska is that it's just cornfields. Like you have to overcome that stereotype and it's just something that Nebraska has to get over. Um, and I understand it's frustrating, but that's a huge part of it. They need to get people here. I think the other thing is um, you've got to start to settle that board, um, especially on the offensive and defensive line. I think that you're going to bring a lot of guys in for those positions, but you've got to start to figure out 
who's going to be those top of the line guys that they're really going after uh, for Matt Rule and his recruiting staff. Because I think that Nebraska won't be kind of back or on their way to back until they start to shore up those offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, I think you're right. The common thread when these guys finally get on campus is it's not what they expected mm -hmm. it was going to be. And they have they have a lot of opportunity to kind of woe these guys in, whether it's bringing them in for some practices or the big junior day that's coming up or even the spring game, where I'm sure some of those guys are going to say that there were more fans there for a spring game than they'd see at an actual home game for some of the other <laughs> right. schools that they'd visit. And then they get they get recognized at the airport and it's it's a lot for them to take in. So as of right now, there's only one commitment for Nebraska in the class, Roger Gradney. And in the next couple months, they're they're going to have so many opportunities to bring guys on campus and get them to really think hard about if they want to play football at Nebraska. So between now and the end of spring, so let's say end of April, sometime in May, do you think that Nebraska is going to have a decent number of commitments coming out of this next couple months? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get a handful um, throughout the spring. And I think that, that the goal to me, they're at one, obviously, right now. If they're at about five coming out of the spring as you then go into kind of the summer and those official visits – um, that those early official visits, I think that that would be a really good number. So you start to have a few guys in the class that you can build around. And then the, the when we'll end up talking about this, I think quite a bit, how big those summer official visits are going to be. Because one of the things I'll be looking for as Nebraska really gets all of these guys on campus here for spring football, how many of them tell me, hey, I'm going to lock in an official visit or hey, or they announce in a couple of weeks, you know what, I locked in an official visit in June to Nebraska. I think that that'll be telling. I don't know, like if Nebraska is ends up hosting, say, 40 kids over the course of uh, spring football, which is a, definitely a realistic number. I don't think that they're going to be done recruiting by any means by the end of spring, like they'll have all these guys in the class. But I think the first step is making sure that you get lock in official visits with a lot of these really high end players that are coming here uh, during spring. But about five or six, I think, is, should be the target number coming out of spring football. Yeah. Speaking of those high end recruits, we're Next weekend is the big weekend, and it's got to be with the star-studded lineup of guys coming in. It's got to be historic for Nebraska as far as the talent that's coming in. There's a long list. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sure you have <laughs> a list of those names, and the, they might add some more. They continue to add yeah. guys each and every day. So let's let's run through the both the offensive and defensive recruits that are coming. Start with the offensive and give us a general overview of who some of those guys are that are going to be coming that you know of. Yeah, this it's it's such an insane weekend. Like I I don't know. I, there is not another thing like this that I've covered here at Nebraska. Um, and and when you start on offense, you have to start with Dylan Rayola, um, the, the number one quarterback in the entire country, legacy player, uh, five star everywhere. Like you have to start there, and it, and it's such another. It's a huge visit for him to get to get back on campus where he can actually be around the full staff um, for a couple of days and see the practice. He obviously was here for that basketball game got to see how much the fans are, are kind of loving him right now but to be able to get around everyone and get a feel for them I, I think is really huge and then you have 
<laughs> the group of wide receivers um, that are scheduled to come in, you know, Ryan Wingo, who's another borderline five-star guy out of, out of St. Louis, um, Ryan Pelham, who's a, also a high four-star kid out of um, California. Um, you have Gaitland Bear, Bear um, who's out of Idaho, another four-star kid. Um, Davon Hall, you can't forget about him, another four-star wide receiver coming in um, uh, just here at Bellevue West in Omaha. Like it, the guys, the pass catchers to go along with Dylan this weekend um, are really big. But then you can't forget the offensive linemen that are that are coming. They're scheduled to come in as well. Gibson Pyle, Riley Cernum, um, uh, Andrew Sprague, who is one of my most important recruits uh, coming in. The tight ends, Carter Nelson and Ann Ian Flint um, and Jaden Riddell, um, uh, Jalen Riddell, all scheduled to come in, all four-star tight ends. Like there are just so many players that it's kind of hard to even wrap your head around just how much talent is coming here. And that's, we've only listed the offensive side of the football, right? Like it, there are a lot of players. Oh, and there are running backs as well. Nathaniel Frazier, um, a four-star running back out of California. Uh, is day. coming in. Yeah, at a matter of day. There's um, Peyton Lewis, who is a running back out of Virginia, who is, I know for a fact was one of their top targets overall. Like they love Peyton Lewis. Um, he'll be in as well. Like there are a lot of, there are a lot of talent on offense. And I think what they've done and what's important to remember about all of these names is it all complements each other right as you have you know a big time quarterback but you've also got a bunch of big time offensive linemen coming in you have running backs that can run behind them you have pass catchers on the outside they've done a really nice job of spreading out the amount of talent at different positions each position coach is going to have their hands full and i'd love to be a fly on the wall you know for like bob wager meeting with that group of tight ends that's scheduled to come in it'd just be fascinating to see how that goes all right, now flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, who are they bringing in that you can confirm and talk about a little bit? Yeah, I think you have to start with, with the number, to me, within there, you could go a number of ways, with the number one player in Missouri and one of the top defensive linemen in the entire nation, uh, Williams and Wary uh, from Lee Summit North out in Missouri. I think that he's largely important for this weekend, in part because, I mean, as you would expect for, from, uh, uh, I think on, on Rivals, he's listed as a high four-star um, he has every offer in the country. He can go wherever. This past weekend, I believe he was at Georgia. Um, he was at Tennessee before that. He's been kind of doing the SEC tour. Um, he's been all over the country. He's also a key recruit because he's right here, like not even just the 500 mile radius, but even closer to that, about a three hour drive away. Um, you've got a, a pair of defensive linemen slash edges. Um, Jacob Smith, the twins, and Jacob and Jared Smith, twins out of uh, Connecticut uh, that are coming in. Uh, I forgot Roger Gradney, uh, the defensive back, a commit, is actually scheduled to come in. Um, one of my favorite recruits in this entire cycle is Junction City, Kansas uh, linebacker Michael Boganowski. Um, he's rated as a three-star. But if you look at his offer list with like Tennessee and Oklahoma and these schools, like he's going to rise up the charts. We're going to look up and I think that he's going to be a high four star by the end of this. Um, I really like him and his potential. Mario Buford, um, kind of a legacy player with his brother on, on the team who I also saw in Texas uh, this past weekend. He's excited about his visit. He's coming out as well. Um, Elijah Newby, another Connecticut player from that same team as the Twins. He's coming out. Caleb Benning uh, from Omaha West Side. So they also have guys from in 
in-state priority guys from in-state coming in as well too like it is it's it's hard like again it's hard to understate like how big of a deal this weekend is and just the the collection of talent and guys that they're bringing in because there are very few if any guys that are coming to campus are scheduled to come to campus this weekend that they would not like take if they went ahead and committed uh on the spot and I think that's a testament to Matt Rule and the organization that this staff has yeah, I think you just kind of said it, that there's no guys that they wouldn't take. So I remember you mentioning last time that this weekend would show us what Nebraska's board is. So would you say that this is Nebraska's priority guys and um, they these guys have committable offers, almost all of them for the most part? Yeah, I, I, I honestly just kind of, as I was kind of running through that, uh, there are very few that I think that if any, honestly, that they would not take. And even like I said, some of the guys, and I mean, we talked about this kind of on the insiders board, this came up where somebody was like, oh, well, you know, maybe a couple of these three stars don't have committable offers. Nah, man, if you look and you see, I just said, Michael Boganowski, who's uh, one of the top players in the region and he'll continue rising up the charts. He's a three star. He definitely is a take right now. Peyton Lewis at, at running back is definitely a take right now. Um, He's a three star. So, yeah, I would say that this really lines up in Nebraska. You have to tip your hat to them to be able to get so many of their top targets and guys that they really want to be able to get into the conversation with. Like Orion Wingo is a guy that obviously it's a big time recruit and out of St. Louis and can go anywhere in the country. They want to be able to push towards the top of that of that list and to get him back on campus is a really big deal. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think that these guys are all priority targets and maybe there's some that it just, they just had conflicts, but boy, when we look up at almost 30 guys, like they're, they're getting almost everybody here. Yeah. How often do you get that variety where you've got your top target for every position? It's basically their dream class and they mm -hmm. got them all on campus at once. So that's impressive. So I, I got one more question for you, Greg. We consider yep. all these guys that are coming in. Obviously, Dylan Riola is the number one priority. Who is the most important recruit on that list that is not named Dylan Riola? Man, this is so tough because as I just said, there are it's a star-studded weekend and there are so many guys, but I, I'm gonna stick on the offensive line. I said earlier that Nebraska is not getting to championship level football in the Big Ten without kind of upgrading that offensive line and continuing there. So I'm gonna go with four-star offensive lineman Andrew Sprague, um, who I think is a, a super important regional recruit. Um, he's got offers from all over the country. Um, I think that he's a kid that you could help to build that offensive line around in the future. Um and I I think that he's largely important um, to, to start to rebuild and have that confidence that Nebraska is going to be able to do what it wants to do offensively um, and that they have what we talked about earlier, which is that true identity. And I know that there are probably there are kids on the list that are rated higher than him, which is a testament to this list. Uh, but Andrew Sprague is the guy for me, because also you want to if you're Nebraska, Matt Rule, you want to start saying, OK, if there's a big time offensive lineman within kind of 300 miles, that kid needs to be looking at Nebraska really highly. Right. Like that needs to be one of the first schools that he's thinking about and landing a guy like Sprague would really start to take steps towards that. And I think that that's really important for how Matt Rule and these guys want to play football. Yeah, I think restoring that pipeline is going to be important for them, but that's all the questions we got for today. 
Yeah, it's a fun one, man. And I think that, you know, I'm excited that spring football is here. Um, it, it's going to be, there are so many storylines. Every time I think about right. it, you know, Steve Steve Mark um, kind of put up a thing early, on the site earlier today on Sunday, um, uh, doing a projected depth chart for offense and defense. And I, I implore you to go read that if you have it in Inside Nebraska, um, because you'll get fired up because there's just so many different question marks and storylines going on with this team. You know, I, I can start to list it, but tight end came to mind right away of like, what happens with tight end like if, if you get a healthy and engaged Fedoni and Gilbert like that changes the complexion of the offense totally right I don't want to get down the rabbit hole but I'm fired up <laughs> um and I know you guys are too we got spring practice starting tomorrow we'll have access uh post practice after Matt Rule's first spring practice here at Nebraska make sure you like this video subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can get these videos directly into your feed uh and we will catch you guys next time